Now it's your boy Jerry, the TR Expert Washington here at General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Wednesday, September 13th, 2023, and this is season 10, episode 100. There's a lot of zeros in this one today, and but luckily, this episode is not a zero. It's uh, probably one of my best episodes I've done in quite some time. I actually enjoyed uh, creating this episode. I enjoyed uh, doing the research for this episode. It was really cool, and the reason why I feel like this is a great episode it's because I'm talking about living to be 100. Why not, right? Episode 100, let's talk about living to be 100. So uh, t- today, what we're talking about is essentially five different ways that you can live to be 100. Now, most of them are relatively obvious, but some not quite so much. Maybe obvious, but not for the obvious reasons, let's put it that way. So, like I said, we uh, are going to be looking at uh, certain these uh, certain people they're called centenarians they live to be a hundred or older and these centenarians live in these areas of the world called blue zones there's like about five maybe six areas of the world called blue zones and these blue zones are essentially where these centenarians the aforementioned centenarians are concentrated in so they're concentrated in these blue zones and so researchers went to these areas of the world and they followed these people, they studied them, they interviewed them, and they got a good idea of what makes these people live longer. So I'm going to share that information with you today. Five ways that you can live to be 100. I think it's a great great title for this episode. So let's go and get right into it. Today's episode, season 10, episode 100, five ways to live to be 100. All right, I'm excited for this one. This is a great episode. It's going to bring tons of value to everyone that listens to this because this episode is about living longer. How can you live longer? Is, is, that's a possibility. There's actually uh, scientific data that we're going to be talking about today, not anecdotal studies, not stuff that uh, I'm just uh, giving you that everyone knows. This is real stuff that you may not know that is going to help you live longer, I promise. So let's go ahead and just strap in, buckle up, because this is going to be a really good one. I'm excited about this one. So we got five ways you can live longer. Number one, reduce your calories. Reduce your calories. I know I talked about uh, on last episode, I talked about, you know, macros and uh, calories and sugars and uh, what those actually mean for you. But listen, Everything I'm going to tell you today is all backed by a study or two or 20. <laughs> They're all, they all have multiple studies that point to these five data points, okay? So reducing your calorie intake, right? So these people that live in blue zones, all right? So for your information, blue zones are these designated, not designated, but they've been uh, tagged as these, as these zones where uh, multiple centenarians live. 
centenarians, meaning people that are 100 years or older, that's a centenarian. In these populations, for every 100,000 people, there's 50 people that live to be 100 or a plus. And there's actually more, but it's like a minimum of these in the blue zones. Uh, just for reference sake, in America, for every 100,000 people, we have 20 centenarians. And then, like I said, in the blue zones, it's like an average of 50. In certain areas, it's like average of 80 to 90. So it's almost 100 people. So anyways, um, yes, eat less, less calories. Now, so the thing is that here in America, uh, the recommended daily average caloric intake is 2,000 calories, right? However, the average American eats 3,600 calories, 3,600 calories is the average American eats. Now, factor in that we probably have more athletes in uh, most countries. We're more, you know, sports dedicated. That's kind of what we do here. Uh, so you might have some, you know, some people that are maybe skewing the <laughs> the, the curve a little bit higher towards 3,600. Uh, but on average, you know, we know that there's quite a few obese people in this country. So for the most part, there's a lot of people that are eating incorrectly, meaning that they eat less calories, yet they eat more food. How is that possible? Well, so the thing is that the food that they eat is more filling. It is more nutrient dense, right? As you know, well, not everybody listens to this is American, but the majority of the people that listen to this are Americans. And as you know, and even if you're not American, you probably already know this anyways, most of the diets here are processed foods. You know, you have pizza. You know, I love pizza. I'm not going to lie. But you have pizza, you have cookies, you have potato chips, you have all these things that are actually designed to make you desire more, right? So essentially what happens with these foods that where you desire more, even though you might be full, you're still gonna desire more just because of the way they're scientifically engineered. Yeah, we have scientifically engineered foods and that's just not that common everywhere else in the world. This is very specific to our country where we have a ton of you know processed foods. I was listening to a stand-up comedian the other day and he was talking about uh, how they should change the American flag from an American flag to a, oh, <laughs> he was referring to uh, those Domino's Oreo pizzas. I don't know if you remember those from about 10 years ago or so, but Domino's is probably even longer than that, but Domino's had this pizza that was an Oreo pizza. But anyways, they have all these processed foods in this country and unfortunately that leads to Poor health, you know, you end up overeating, you eat more food, and you get less nutrients. So you're eating and consuming all these calories that are empty uh, when it comes to nutrients. And so you're just filling yourself up with nothingness, right? And that just all turns to fat because your body doesn't know what to do with it because it's processed. So that's one way. And like I said, there's, you probably already knew that. That's one way that we, uh, can increase our lifespan is by eating more nutritious foods, right? Less of the processed stuff. Like I said earlier, of course, we know that we should be eating healthier, but these are just data points to give you an idea of what you can be doing to help yourself live longer. All right. And so just kind of give you an idea of what these foods that these people are eating, uh, like soy, 
uh, tofu, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> I still can't bring myself to eat uh, tofu like that. You know, every once in a while I have it, but I, I can't bring myself to eat that stuff. <laughs> but apparently it's really good for you. Uh, things like purple sweet potatoes. You can't really find them here. They grow in like uh, Japan. But purple sweet potatoes. And I assume sweet potatoes in general. I've read uh, plenty of studies that talk about sweet potatoes being very nutrient dense all right uh, another food uh, seaweed you know everybody knows about seaweed I actually had some dried seaweed the other day from uh what was it from trader joe's oh my god i'm addicted that stuff is so good <laughs> so i'm like uh instead of potato chips i'm snacking on seaweed and that stuff's so good for you right uh so yeah that's uh number one all right uh, number factor number one is eat less uh calories eat more nutrients number two stay active and I'm not saying like you need to exercise every day, although that is a good thing. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you can do things like sitting on the floor instead of sitting on a chair, right? Because you're sitting on the floor instead of a chair. You have to get up from a higher point, right? So you got to use your hips that much more. And if you, you know, extrapolate that over, you know, a hundred years, <laughs> that's a lot of getting up and getting back down and using your hips and using your body, right? So going for walks instead of driving when you only have to go a mile, right? Just walk it out, walk out, walk back. You know, um, one, one major thing that I saw uh, was gardening. A lot of these centenarians, these people that are 100 years old or older, they were gardening. And now that, that has two factors, two reasons why that's good for you. Obviously, if you're gardening, you're going to be eating more nutritious foods. You're going to be eating more natural foods, obviously, right? Uh, number two, gardening is tough work. <laughs> I, did, I did some gardening not too long ago. I wasn't even gardening. I was just like, uh, yes, I was getting some hibiscus pods uh, the other day with my girlfriend. And uh, that was some work. I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, this is not even gardening. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely some work. So gardening is, it's an activity, you know, you're, you get healthy foods, you're squatting, you're pulling, you're, you know, you're uh, moving, walking around, moving around and stuff. So uh, gardening is really, really, really important. Now, the reason why, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, staying active is important, but this is one thing that a lot of people don't think about. One of the leading causes for death for older people is falling. Yeah, literally falling. See, the thing is that when they fall, they have weaker lower bodies, right? So they can't recover as fast. They don't have balance because they're not as active. They're sitting in chairs. So they fall and they just break whatever the whatever is in their lower body, hip, you know, knee, whatever, ankle, whatever it is, and they are less active. And by being less active, well, they unfortunately die faster. You know, you, you, if you're not active, your body's just going to start shutting down. So doing things that are going to keep you active are going to keep you healthy and they're going to keep you living longer. So actually I saw that uh, they showed a couple of these uh, centenarians and these people, and I'm referring to uh, a program that I watched about centenarians. So this is pretty much like a report on what I saw, <laughs> uh, as well as some some things that I gathered and you know I'm adding in my own information. But uh, the people that I saw, they had remarkable balance and flexibility. Like they were very like even <laughs> I was looking at them like whoa, 
I can't do some of those things. Well, I can, but you know, it's like the, I, I, I hope I can do a lot of those things that they were doing. You know, they were sitting uh, cross-legged, what they call that crisscross applesauce. Back in the day, used to call it something else. But uh, they were sitting cross-legged. Like, I have trouble sitting cross-legged, so I was like, I don't need to maybe get on that. Uh, they were, you know, doing stuff on one foot and just like doing exercises. I was like, wow, that's really good balance and flexibility. So if you have good balance and flexibility, again, that's along the lines of staying active. That kind of goes in line with staying active. And also, as I said, will help prevent you from falling and breaking your hip. Because A, if you have good balance, you're probably, you're going to be less likely to fall. And if you have uh, the ability to stay active, you're going to be relatively strong. So if you do fall, you're going to be less likely to break something and won't be rendered inactive for a long period of time. So that's number two, stay active. Number three, social circles. In this country, it's wild. We are, we live so close together in so many places, but we are among the highest rated in loneliness factors around the world. Like in this country, although we have all the pleasure comforts of pretty much uh, kings of the, you know the 1800s we are the loneliest people because we just kind of do our thing we go to work we do our thing and then we go home and then we get on the internet or we watch netflix or pig out on some pizza or drink beers or whatnot whatever your vice is that's kind of what happens for a lot of people and if you don't have those social circles then you're not going to be influenced to a, be active, and B, you're not going to have that, that joy, that sense of happiness, that sense of connection with other people. So in these studies that I saw, most of these people that were centenarians, they had a healthy friend group. They had at least five friends that they, were, they considered close friends. And on top of this, you know, there's actually studies that show that loneliness can actually cause a 15-year drop in life expectancy. So, and it's true, there's so many studies that show that if you're lonely, if you're living alone, if you don't have a good social circle, your life expectancy is uh, going to be short, or at least shortened. So, uh, last, but not certainly not least, is actually probably the most important one, is a sense of purpose. All right, studies indicate that giving someone like a, a responsibility, like a pet or a plant, can actually uh, lead to increased sense of joy and improved overall health. It actually can improve certain ailments that people have in, in their older age. So those are the five things that can help you live longer. It's pretty simple. It's, you know, more or less you think, you know, you hear it and you're like, well, I guess that makes sense. But it's things that we just don't do overall as a culture in this, in this country. So I'm hoping that you listen to this take heed and maybe implement some of these things in your life, whether it be, you know, eating healthier, eating less processed foods, finding a friend group uh, and socializing with them and, you know, going on outings, being active with them would be good. And of course, you know, finding a sense of purpose because there's nothing better in life than having a sense of purpose. You know, there's so many people that literally just go to work, take care of their kids and come back home. And maybe play video games every once in a while. And, you know, that's cool. That's fun. But at the end of the day, if you want to have a healthy, happy life, you know, I, 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 hey, I like video games too. But <laughs> if you want to have a healthy and happy life, uh, video games are, they, I mean, they're fun and they're good in the t for the time. But 
it's not something that's going to increase your longevity. It's not going to give you a sense of purpose. You know, although there are missions and stuff like that on video games, it's not the same as, like, you know, like I said, taking care of someone, having an actual sense of responsibility, having something con- to contribute to the planet, right? So those are those five things. Again, I hope that you heed these words. I hope that you share this with other people that you care about, that you want to see live a long time. Because, like I said, this <laughs> is not <laughs> some nonsense. These are studies that have pretty much been repeated and have shown the same exact data. You know, people that live longer have these five basic elements that are a part of their lives. All right? And there's probably more, uh, but five I thought was a pretty good number to stop at. <laughs> so... Like I said, I hope you enjoyed this program. I hope that you tune into our next episode on Friday. If you did enjoy this, feel free to share it as well as uh, leave a rating or review and maybe leave some comments on uh, what you might believe might be some other ways that we can uh, live longer as individuals. I'm going to put that up on the poll on for you Spotify listeners. And so, uh, yeah, that does it for this episode. I'll check you later. Thanks again for listening. And as always, keep good company.